Things happen to people differently and it's okay, it's okay. Hashtag fact. Yes. <laughs> yes. Sharing our stories, our experiences. We are able to air our views. Mm-hmm. And we are not uh, editing anything. We really want to speak to, to, the girl. to the girls. Hi guys, welcome to Chinyambuyo Podcast. My name is Waridi and I will be hosting this season. So I am an alumnus of Akilidada. I've been through most of the programs of the organization and they have built me into the young feminist that I am today. I love telling the stories of young women because I do feel like the narrative is distorted out there and retelling the stories by interviewing young women, which the podcast is about, will help to drive a correct narrative, so to say, of the stories of young women. And, you know, welcome to the podcast and I hope you enjoy on this particular episode, we're doing the book review of The Sex Lives of African Women. This book was authored by Nana Dakora. So um, Nana Dakora collected the stories of African women around sex, and then she compiled them into a book, which is the book we are doing today. She has subdivided it into three themes, self-discovery, freedom, and healing. She tells the stories of women and explores these three themes in those stories. Welcome, my guest for this episode. Hi, I'm alumni of Akili Dada, mm-hmm. probably been in most of its programs. Currently studying law at the University of Nairobi, uh, that's my undergrad, studying um, business at the People's University, that's online. All right. And then uh, very passionate about social entrepreneurship mm-hmm. and women empowerment. And mm-hmm. I'm so excited to join you today. <laughs> we <laughs> love, talk about we this have exciting book. Yes. Yeah. So listeners, today we are talking about sex. So it's a conversation most people are uncomfortable with, and especially young women, because most of us, I think Sharon would agree, we've been taught to to avoid this topic, to be to feel shame around the topic of sex, not to have sexual freedom or sexual autonomy. So today, the book review we are doing is a very, Nana um, Dakoa is a very progressive woman. She did this book called The Sex Lives of African Women where she has written down confessionals, which she has, gathered, she has gathered from women across the continent. Some of the women that she's sampled are Kisha, Nura, and Helen Banda. Sharon, what was your overall impression of the book? I feel like women have so much to say, mm-hmm. so much to mm-hmm. give when it comes to talking about their sex lives. Mm-hmm. In the outside, mm-hmm. we feel like, Oh, it's normal, everything is beautiful, mm-hmm. we're all living rainbows. Mm-hmm. But so many women have such touching stories about their discoveries, mm-hmm. their healing journeys, and their freedom when it comes to sex. And it's very, very fascinating. Overall, I was very fascinated. I loved the book. I think mm-hmm. I've read it twice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, for me, I will say this book has been liberating for me because I used to have shame when it comes to sex. Because, again, that's all socialized from school, from church, from friends. So reading this book, which I think is very current because it explores African women and your experiences, your healing journey. It's segmented into three, healing journey, freedom and healing, I think. So for me, it was very, very liberating reading the stories of women who mirror my experience, so to say. Who are you most passionate about in the book? God. I'd say you love the most. I'd say mm-hmm. it's Helen Banda. Mm-hmm. The moment I read I read her story, mm-hmm. I was like, oh my God. Mm-hmm. Which woman actually lives 
and has a husband and mm-hmm. is doing all this at mm-hmm. the same time. So Helen's story is very unique. It's mm-hmm. so explorative. I mean, I am someone who really, really loves exploring. All right. And Helen's story is just the depiction of it. She's in a marriage, mm-hmm. but she feels like she's polyamorous. She doesn't want to be tied down. She's yeah. not tied down by her marriage, so yeah. to say. Like and one partner. Her husband is really, really supportive. Mm-hmm. I mean, they have like couple sex mm-hmm. with different couples mm-hmm. and... She's still kinky. Mm-hmm. She's pansexual. I mean, this woman is literally everything. everything. <laughs> <laughs> I really, really loved her story. And the fact that she is feeling very confident mm-hmm. and very passionate about this path that she is choosing for herself. I mean, that's lovely because most people, you, especially in this context here, you get married and then you sort of stop exploring because you're expecting them to have children and do all of those things. So you yeah. stop, you close yourself to experience. Mm-hmm. And I think also Helen's story was very inspirational for me because I've never felt the freedom to explore, actually. I think after reading this book, now I feel it. Kidogo, kidogo. <laughs> Is it just you feel kidogo? like a must. Yeah, See like I can try. try, you know, like I have, you know, the freedom to try. Or mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For me, it was Nora. You'll find that it's her first story in the book. She's a Kenyan woman who married someone in Senegal. She moved from Kenya to Senegal because of the love that she felt for this man. Yeah. And she was, I think, like the fourth wife. Yeah, she's the fourth wife. Yeah, right? she's definitely And fourth. everyone else was Muslim. She was Christian, so she had to learn Islam and the language and how to cook that food. For me, it was very... She was just very inspirational in that she moved to explore. I don't know if you get me. She left her environment yeah. to go to another environment that would allow her to explore who she was. So for me, that was like the person I loved the most in the book. Nice. Mm-hmm. Overall, I think every woman had a unique story to tell. Mm-hmm. Right from how they decided to change their sexual autonomy, yeah. how they decided to get into their relationships, the steps they took, mm-hmm. the bruises they had to heal, to endure the, the pain. I mean, it's very, very unique. And it's such a beautiful book. I think every woman needs to read yeah. this book. Everyone needs to read this book, guys. <laughs> yeah. Because your eyes are open mm-hmm. at the same time, uh, you're like, people are doing this outside, and it's, mm-hmm. okay. and it's okay. It's okay. It's okay to fall in love with someone who is in a different country and move, move. To, yeah. to explore that relationship. Like, it, you don't close yourself to your environment. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It's very okay if you want to spend the rest of your life with someone, but then not commit to them. Yes. It's still very, very much okay. I think this book brings out other forms of relationships, like other ways to have relationships. I think it it highlights relationships that are non-monogamous, like uh, polyamory, polygamous marriages. Mm -hmm. Then it also highlights, you know, same-sex relationships Mm -hmm. in the way that we don't see often. Most of the stories that Nana has um, highlighted, mm-hmm. most of these women are not, or rather, they are a good number, are not settled in Africa. Aha! Yeah, if you've noticed. Yes. So, all these women she interviewed and mm-hmm. found out about their confessionals, mm-hmm. most of them have either been raised abroad, abroad or, or they, left, they left like yeah, their, their, their studies home or and then they went somewhere else. So, I think from the stories she's shared, it looks like 
these women are having that freedom because of their experiences abroad yeah. because of their experiences and this thing is much embraced when it's abroad mm-hmm. but i was trying to figure out a scenario of, in kenya for example uh, yeah if for example you're a polyamorous woman in kenya oh my god <laughs> <laughs> You're married, you have kids, and you're and like, then you eh, want to explore outside of your marriage. My heart belongs mm-hmm. to you, but mm-hmm. my body is being called, it's, it's by, being someone called by someone else. Hey, you, you yeah. will be taken mm-hmm. home, mm-hmm. you'll be prayed for. Mm-hmm. So, all the stories it's the fact that they're coming out strong, the fact they're coming out beautiful mm-hmm. is because most of their setup is, uh, is abroad. Yeah. What do you think we would do as a society, let me say, to embrace people as they are, like the relationship they want to have, like? Because I think the society that we have now likes to, to view people in one lens. You're a woman, you know, you have to finish school, get married, whatever, get one partner and not explore. What do you yeah. think, we, like as a society, we could do to make it easier for people to be themselves, to enjoy their freedoms? Honestly, it's very hard. I mm-hmm. wouldn't say it's easy to change what people think and mm-hmm. feel about what it is or rather how they want to feel mm-hmm. about other people's relationships. Yes. But if this could be like something that is built from the word go. Mm-hmm. If a man is told it's okay to have a woman in your life mm-hmm. but then this woman is she is committed to you, yes. But she, can but she is attracted to more people mm-hmm. and it's okay. If a guy is told that from the time they start exploring women mm-hmm. or from the time they are born mm-hmm. literally. Mm-hmm. Because they see these things in their families, mm-hmm. then it will become a normal thing. Yeah. If in church we go and we are told, well, I'm not mm-hmm. going to get into Christianity and religion. Yeah. <laughs> it's, 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 it's such a, it's very sensitive when mm-hmm. I bring religion in it. Yes. Because so many religions, the different religions have different beliefs and how they want to view their mm-hmm. own things. Mm-hmm. So if you are an open-minded individual that doesn't make you any less of a Christian mm-hmm. or an Islam or a Buddhist or whatever. Mm-hmm. Another thing I think we should actually embrace doing is if you feel like this is what you are, do, do it. it. Even if there is a lot of backlash, even if there'll be a lot of backlash, I would say that the biggest problem we have is that when you explore, it's viewed as a problem. It's, it's very weird. It's a double standard where virgins are praised, but at the same time, when I'm aware they are too restri- like they're too restrictive. And then if you're if you explore and if you're free with your sexuality, you're demonized. Yeah. And you're also praised. So you wonder when do you win? When do you win? What do you do to win? So you're you a woman, win? you're there, you've kept yourself to yes. marriage. When I say my oh, and your husband yeah. gets out, uh-huh. he's like, Oh, this woman is not giving me hey, what know, I want. All the things mm-hmm. I've seen. Mm-hmm. But then when you explore it, you, In a you're like, oh, you know, she won't get a husband mm-hmm. because uh, mm-hmm. she has been with like with a lot of men. people. Yes. So we don't know. We don't know where to stand. Yeah. Literally, mm-hmm. it's become an issue. So if you make it something that, oh, you have to listen to everything that mm-hmm. everyone else is saying, sis, you're going to suffer, to struggle. Let's talk about sexual autonomy. Okay. <laughs> sexual autonomy. It's like the biggest question I have in mind. So guys, sexual autonomy is sort of sexual freedom when you feel free to explore, you are comfortable with your sexuality and you allow other people as well to be comfortable with who they are. So Sharon, do you have sexual autonomy? Well, 
like I said, I'm still exploring. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I love that. I love that. I love that. You've given yourself space to, yeah. to explore. If it's growth from mm-hmm. what I am mm-hmm. now. Because mm-hmm. it's it right now. I'm not scared of saying that, oh, I am heterosexual mm-hmm. or pansexual or mm-hmm. whatever. But it's definitely it's a, been journey. a journey. Yeah. It's still a journey. Well, <laughs> I'll say I grew up in in the schools I went to sort of heavily influence the person that I am today in that I'm still okay I'd say I'm equal parts conservative and anyway exploratory let's let's use that word mm-hmm. yes I'm both parts and my cons my part of being conservative is because of how I grew up because as I told you you're told to dress a certain way, you know, yeah. to keep off men, you know, um, you'll lead them to sin. I think that's the word that people use. You'll lead them to sin. Um, you're told to not have sex until you're married and you have to choose one partner for the rest of your life. You're not allowed. You know, I was told that in some cultures they learn about sexuality and all those things and how to have sex, mostly in the coast. My culture, we don't have that. Actually, guys do have their own thing. They have they have their own oh, circumcision thingy. It's unyagoni. Yes, unyagoni or yes, something like that. For girls, it's unyagoni. Yes, yes. So it's for me, it's very weird how in my culture the guys will have their own whatever. They'll go, they'll be taught all these things, mm-hmm. and then so as you see on the other side, we're just you know when we finish primary school and then we're going to high school. No it's one usually one sentence for women. You yes. sit and be a virgin. There you go. No one, <laughs> no one will tell you, oh, this is how you do this or whatever. But the guys do go through that. Yeah. yeah. So I say there's a mismatch. So coming from that background, I found myself being very conservative matter sex. But uni. But uni. But uni, uni became sort of the, the stepping stone or the wild card that sort of changed this whole thing for me. I went to a uni that is very progressive where everyone is allowed to be who they are. And that's where I started the journey of, you know, learning that sex is okay. Actually, yeah. I forgot to tell you, even relationships were banned at home. So you couldn't have a relationship. Yes, you couldn't have a relationship. So then I was like, okay, maybe I can date. I can explore. I can be like, I'm comfortable with this. I'm not comfortable with this. Yes. Nice. Mm-hmm. Wait, okay. That's a lot of enclosure for yes. you. <laughs> my yes. my home had the uh-huh. same kind of enclosure. I mm-hmm. guess I was just a hard-headed okay. little person mm-hmm. or big person. I don't mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. And I hope my mom doesn't hear this. But oh. yeah. <laughs> she was like, mm-hmm. okay, I'm very okay with you having relationships, but finish school, turn 18, and then you can get into relationships. Mm-hmm. It's like, yay! But I mm-hmm. didn't. Uh, <laughs> me, I started my relationships when I was 16. You did? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think it's mostly because of my physique. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like... <sighs> With all this body, mm-hmm. oh my god, babes, why should guys. I just, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> why should I just sit mm-hmm. and, you know, everyone is just seeing me on uh-huh. the way, uh-huh. and it felt nice at the time. It felt nice to be yeah, noticed. Yeah, uh-huh. and I was craving that, that feeling. validation, it's yes. a feeling of validation that someone is telling you you're pretty, yeah. you look a certain way. Gosh, I wanted like boys to tell me I look hot, uh-huh. <laughs> Did it. <laughs> so uh-huh. I guess it's it's also something that happens with the way we grow. Mm-hmm. Knowing our sexual orientation, mm-hmm. 
finding out what exactly we're mm-hmm. into and what mm-hmm. we're not into. It's about the kind of environment environment we're good. There's a lot of incidences of sexual violence in the book. What would you say as a society we would do or to make sure that women feel safe, you know, we don't experience sexual violence in any kind of way? The other day, I read an article that I don't know in which country the boys were being raped. Okay. <laughs> and That's uh, when a lady mm-hmm. was taken to court mm-hmm. because of the fact that she raped a boy. Mm-hmm. Well, she said the boy was walking around in sweatpants and wow. wasn't having a shirt on. Mm-hmm. What was I supposed to do? <laughs> I'm not justifying what she did. What she did. But I'm trying to see it in the when the tables, when the have, tables turned. have turned. Like they are in Kenya. Yeah. If someone is raped today, what it's the other way around. Mm-hmm. The lady is raped and the guy is there. Yes. What will the guy say? She was in a miniskirt. Yes. So it's not about what needs to be done because everything has been done. Yes. But there's there are laws, there problem. are policies, mm-hmm. everything is there. Mm-hmm. It's just people's implementation. But how do you change the mindset of a society that thinks that women are to be used or if you dress a certain way, they then think you're, you know, you want sex, let me say that. If you wear something short, then they ultimately jump into the conclusion that you're, you're easy. Here. You're easy. Uh-huh, you're easy and you're cheap. <laughs> you're easy and you're cheap. Us. And then you're here for us. Yes. 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 Well, I, I don't know if we should start having this conversation. Conversations with men and just ask them mm-hmm. exactly what it is that they want us. Because we can't do, we can't change ourselves. I can't can change, change the yourself. fact that I love wearing short clothes Me just too. because I'm scared of a guy. Yeah. I can't reduce mm-hmm. the size of my butt <laughs> because if I'm wearing certain clothes, it shows. I can't do There's that. There's nothing you can do about it. Yeah. And you absolutely have no right whatsoever mm-hmm. to touch me or to, to say anything. Or to even say anything. Mm-hmm. Today when I was walking in town, so many people are calling me and they'd be like, oh, madam, nini, nini, you know, they're trying to proposition me. I'm just trying to get to work, guys. So something like that, I would think that people don't view that as harassment. So when they're doing it, it's normal because it's been allowed by the society. So when you when it happens to you, you're like, I've been harassed, but there's no mechanism to report that or to get them to get action taken. You know, ever. if you are at that bus station, mm-hmm. somebody let's say somebody just put their hand on your shoulder, mm-hmm. that's harassment. That's yeah. harassment. And if you found an officer nearby, you mm-hmm. told him. So it's so hard. I feel like our lives every day as women is it's just gumu. And it doesn't necessarily have to happen to you through a stranger. It also happens in relationships. Yes. So it's an issue. I I think that the reason why it's an issue is that I don't think women are given like enough power or enough. People don't ask for your consent just because you're a woman for things. They expect maybe to kwasawanayo because we're not given the opportunity to have that power to be like I don't like this or I do like this. Mm-hmm. Yes. Do we need to like list down all these things so that people can understand, understand that some things are sexual harassment mm-hmm. because it seems like they don't or they do and then they ignore it. They definitely ignore it. Mm-hmm. See, actually, they don't know. They know. Mm-hmm. 
they are ignoring them. Mm-hmm. But it's 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 not okay. It's not okay. And I think at some point we will have to come up and just find a way to cap this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think the biggest thing that we can do as a society is to raise awareness on these issues. Like, I don't like it when people do, when people cut call you in the streets. It's wrong, you know. Informing people, if you come easy, then you'll have a safer society for women. It's really hard for us. Though. It's really difficult for women mm. out here. The views that have been shared here are expressly our own views and they do not reflect the views of Akili Dada or any other affiliate organizations. So guys, that's been it. The book review of the episode on the sex lives of African women. I hope you enjoyed listening to the conversation as much as we enjoyed recording it. Make sure you read it. It's a fun read. Engage with us on social media. Please remember to follow us on YouTube, Instagram, and also subscribe to Chinyambuyo on any podcast platform that you listen to the podcast. On this, like Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, and, you know, drop a comment, you know, to drive the conversation. Thank you. The views that have been shared here are expressly our own views and they do not reflect the views of Akili Dada or any other affiliate organizations.